Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Woohoo! I'm Megan. I'm Melissa. Are you wearing clogs? No, I mean, you, they're Crocs. She says as if that's supposed to make it better. I know that doesn't make it better, but because of my back, no. these are the only shoes that I can wear like in the house that do not cloak. <laughs> I think they are the ugliest things that have ever been, but they are the only, like I can't wear my slippers anymore because my back hurts. I'm just curious why you opted for the clog versus like the original croc. The original 
crock um has holes in them yeah swiss cheese these are like the ones that are for like service workers so they have a grippy bottom to the oh, bottom oh, like nurse shoes yes they're nurse shoes and so the other ones i have them but they were slipping on the floor mm. so i got these because they grip the floor she's thriving can you li- lift a leg up no. for the patreon mm-hmm. well no. i just want you to know that she is wearing they're very ugly and i will never wear <laughs> these in public i will never wear any crocs in public but inside while my back is still healing i have to wear these ugly ass shoes i mean here's the thing i feel like i would be open to having some crocs if i got crocs i'm gonna lean in like i'm gonna get tie-dye rainbow crocs i mean like i have purple ones and i have some yellow ones but the yellow ones like have lining in the inside and i thought that would would have been like a good move for like slippers inside but they smelled immediately Mm. well things i'm learning about you you own three pairs of crocs yeah one of them's my outdoor crocs (laughs) that i wear like to take the trash out and i don't want to track him five seconds after she says you will never catch me wearing like out in public like i've only worn them outside to take the trash so if people live on your block then they've seen catch me outside in my crocs but that's the only time you will ever i will never be out at a public place with them on hey live your life live your best I'm life i'm really mad because you know i had really cute ugg slippers that i was wearing all the time mm-hmm. but whenever i stood up to walk my back would collapse yeah they don't have a lot of support in them they don't have any support uh, well this is don't blame me we're an advice podcast we're gonna recommend everybody to get crocs and yeah if you want to call in for an upcoming episode you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 and we ask that you keep it under three minutes. Let us know your pronouns. Write everything down before you start recording. Because again, you'll get cut off. And you have to be 18 or over. Have your parents' permission. I guess I should give you more of like a lowdown of what the show is. We give advice. Because we are perfect human beings who have never done anything wrong. And we sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> Fingers crossed because we're fitting. Lying, 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 lying. So we love giving advice and we are going to be giving all of you some hopefully wonderful, fantastic, amazing advice. I had a hiccup. Oh, before we get into it, if you have missed the last couple episodes or you are not up to date, you might have missed. We announced that we started a second podcast. It is called But Am I Wrong? And we have had two episodes out now. So we just recorded that. It's a great time. There's a good story in there. You will all be able to tell me if I'm wrong in my story and it pertains to who knows by the time it comes out maybe things have changed maybe things have changed we'll see but it pertains to a item of jewelry that is often worn on the left hand yeah yeah it might have been wrong and here were my thoughts on it and i have insider information that megan did not know about yep 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 <laughs> so what's new with you i'm very tired from working a lot but as i've been doing for years i end my days watching my soap operas general hospital is my number one bitch but right now it's days of our lives because they're doing a devil possession story oh my god it's like it's like the same person that got possessed by the devil in the 80s dr marlena evans but like they're redoing it now like the devil came back and has jumped into her and they're just like bringing people back from the like the devil is rising people back from the what yes it is so crazy and they're like walking around like zombie but like they're like zombies but not with zombie personalities like they're like fully awake and know what's going on they just look like zombie-fied versions you're but it's fucking the act- kidding me but it's the actors playing like their dead characters and so they're coming and like they killed, they've already killed one person and like also the devil is like picking people in the town that they like villains in the show they're like those are my people <laughs> it is so funny and it's 
killing me. I'm going to have to like look up some yeah. clips. That's not what I think of when I think of like, oh, crazy fucking soap opera storylines. I mean, it's like a redo from the 80s. But like in the 80s, the devil went around and like killed a whole bunch of people. And everybody thought all these people were dead. But then like somehow like when the spirit was taken out, the people were like alive again. So people thought like everybody in town like I just want to know, like, what drugs are these writers taking? Well, Ron, who writes Days of Our Lives, he's very funny. And I would like to I meet bet. him in real life. Yeah, you have to be yes. so quick and funny and mm-hmm. creative to, like, come up with this kind of stuff. Especially when, like, you know, like, you think of, like, Shit's Creek and shows that, like, yeah. you know, are very, in- I don't want to say intentional and say that soap operas aren't intentional, but, like, intentionally like wrapped up in a bow like you can't you have to leave every thread like yeah. loose yeah. or be like no shame we really tied that one up and let's slash it open and start it over exactly. again so if you're not watching days of our lives <laughs> and you've never watched it in your life i highly recommend starting watching like the episodes from october because they're all on peacock actually they're all on like hulu too you can watch on there like the old episodes and or start in october and then build your way up to where we got to last night where i was just like okay i'm 100 percent in that's fucking insane (laughs) i'm literally gonna watch close to this that's wild yeah okay so i know we normally like talk about like podcast reviews at the very end of the episode Mm -hmm. but i have to share this one with you and i'm not gonna read the whole thing I just need to ask you a question about this because when it's not supposed to be mean and I'm not reading it as mean. I just disagree. Okay. Someone said, Megan always says and all that kind of stuff. I agree. I definitely have phrases that I say way too much. Oh, I already know which one you're talking um, about. And that's mostly because eventually you'll notice how my speech pattern changes depending on where we are in the episode. And that's usually you can like hear. And if you're watching, see the Adderall wear off. This one. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But they said, I'd almost say that Megan and Melissa are radically liberal. (laughs) I'm not like disagreeing. Like when I take political (laughs) quizzes, again, I was raised uh, Green Party. You know, this can be a very triggering statement to people who have like left very like oppressive regimes or whatever. But like my dad is like a self-proclaimed like old commie. That is like his shtick. So I was not raised like democratic at all. I would say that like, yes, I am radically liberal, but what on this podcast has been radically liberal? That's what I was like. That's what I'm stuck on. What is radical liberal? Like when I think of radically liberal, I think like anti-capitalism, which we've never fucking discussed on this podcast. And I am kind of not. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. That I'm just like, I would say like anti-capital. I mean, anti-capitalist, leaning more like socialist. I don't think ACAB is radically liberal. No. And I can't, for the life of me, rack my brain about like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, that was a four-star review, not a one-star. No, I know. It's not a negative review. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't disagree with them specifically calling me radically liberal, but like, I don't know where the fuck that has ever come up mm. on the podcast. No. The only things that we really stuck to are the vaccine, vaccine and fuck Trump and fuck Trump and racism. Okay. None of those things no. are radically liberal at all. I would just love to know. This is kind of just like a follow up question. Mm-hmm. And like, you can't count my Instagram because like, I mean, solely on this podcast, mm-hmm. I would just love to know. But I do wonder if I'm going to, we're going to get an influx of reviews from pissed off manifestation girlies. Cause I, pissed them off on tiktok mm-hmm. which again i will explain here manifestation girlies are not women who practice manifestation manifestation girlies 
are the MLM girlies of manifestation where they charge you $500 for an ebook on how to make 500, how to manifest $500. Mm-hmm. They are the scammers. It's where the girly term comes in. Someone's like, just let women enjoy things. And I was like, circling back to our first episode of this. No, <laughs> if you enjoy problematic things, no, I will not let you enjoy them. True. Okay. So we are going to get into the calls. We're actually going to do the update at the end because it is incredibly long. So let's get to the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. My pronouns are she, her, and my boyfriend's pronouns are he, him. We've been dating for two years and six months of those two years have been long distance. We're 24 and 25. I'm very much getting married and super attracted to each other. We have a great sex life and a healthy relationship. I'm calling in because I'm feeling extremely guilty for being attracted to a coach at my workout classes. He's a very good looking man and we make jokes at each other in a very friendly way. I'm feeling extremely guilty because I do not have feelings for this man in any way, but it's very flattering to have a good looking guy give me attention. I think it's because I've been in a relationship for two years and that's how long it's been since I've gotten attention from another man, as it should be, but it's just flattering. I think about if he wasn't good looking, I probably wouldn't feel so guilty. And if the roles were reversed, I would feel super hurt. I just want to know if I should tell my boyfriend, am I a bad person? Is this normal? I feel so horrible about it. And is me thinking that this man is attractive? Like, is that cheating? Am I self-sabotaging? I pretty much just want to know what the heck is going on because I just have this overwhelming feeling of guilt for just like having plain attraction towards this man, not in like a sexual attraction way, but literally just finding him attractive and being flattered by being paid attention to, even though my boyfriend plays plenty plenty of attention to me and he is very obsessed with me what is going on i feel horrible thank you love you guys you want to know my thoughts what i think that attention's fine i think that your workout coach probably is just friendly and it's not actually flirting because that's part of their job yeah I also think, you know, when you're working out, a lot of endorphins are going and sweating and breathing heavily. And so it triggers something in your brain that makes things more attractive than they actually are. And I think now that you're aware of it and you said it out loud, then stop flirting with the man. And also, as long as you don't act on it, then you're fine. But now that you're aware of it and you've said it out loud, you need to stop flirting. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that like, usually when you feel guilty, there's because there's something going on there. And you even said yourself, I would feel hurt if it was the reverse. And there is something specific about workout coaches. There's a reason why so many actors are also like workout, like fitness instructors, especially in LA, because you have to be charismatic. You have to be funny, like attractive, good looking. And then you also give people specific attention mm-hmm. who are going to then come, keep coming back to the classes. Like of, like attention that they might be coming around and touching you to adjust you a little bit yes. and saying like, oh, you look good or like just saying things of encouragement. But that is their job. I think fitness instructors give everyone the same kind of thing as camp goggles, mm-hmm. where it's like if a fitness instructor is like nice to me and mildly cute, I will think they are 10,000 times cuter because of the circumstance, the situation, like the, again, like the physical touching, all of that kind of stuff. But I don't think that like finding someone else that is cute is like cheating or self-sabotaging. If it is something that you would feel uncomfortable with your boyfriend seeing, 
being near or knowing about, that is when it becomes like, okay, let's unpack this. I agree. I don't think you should be flirting with him anymore. And I also think like if you maybe like just as an experiment, stop going to this person's like workout classes for a bit. And then what's happening with your relationship? Like, Mm -hmm. are you feeling like, oh, I'm like missing this kind of thing? Because I don't think it means anything more than that. But I think it can. There's nothing wrong with finding anyone else attractive. But if you feel like you need to hide something from your partner, then you know what you're doing is, like you said, not something that you would want him to do to you. So you have to stop doing that. (laughs) I mean, there's plenty of workout classes. Go to a different class. Yeah. Like, would you feel comfortable if your boyfriend came with you to a workout class with Mm -hmm. this instructor? You know? Right. And if the answer is no, then it's like, okay, we're definitely crossing a boundary then. And so I need to not do this. And if it the guilt is really eating away, you you can tell your partner that it's like, yeah, I feel like kind of weird. Like I definitely like think this workout instructor is cute, but I'm not gonna take his class anymore because like it made me feel really like guilty and I felt just kind of like uncomfortable and I wouldn't want that to be in like the reverse. And then you can say, like, have you ever felt that in a situation you haven't told me? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, do you wanna know? Because if you don't wanna know, then don't bring that up. Right. I think this happens to like so many people. Mm -hmm. But then you see a fitness instructor outside of like, and you're like, no, it's not hitting the same. Right. Also, they're probably putting on for the class anyway, and that's not their actual personality. There is like a fitness studio in LA. I'm not going to name names because it is a wild allegation I'm about to say. It's just an allegation that like this fitness studio really caters to gay men. And almost all of the instructors are straight men married to women. And that's like their shtick. And my friend who is gay, his term for it, he was like, oh yeah, they're all gay for pay. And mm-hmm. like, he's like, we all know that. I believe the fantasy. Like I just lean into the fantasy of all of it. And he's same, like, it's the same of like when you go to like the gay clubs that are here in West Hollywood and the dancers, like yeah. most of them are straight. Yeah. So it happens. But again, like there is something weirdly like that I would never be attracted to any of them. And the second the lights are on, no, but like while it's happening and I'm yeah. like, Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah sweaty. You just told me. Yeah. Just, my footwork was great. Yeah. It's like great form. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, thank you. Yeah, that time when we walked out and they're like, you you all look like a, a squat. Yeah. Squat. Something like that. We were all just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking giggling at this, like, not, not cute man at not all. Cute. And especially once we looked at his Instagram. I know. Yeah. And then we were all like, yeah, no, this is not the bubble has been burst. Yeah. The bubble is fully been burst. I do think it is funny, though, how instructors when they are catering to heterosexual women it is like i'm either going to be your gay best friend leaning into like that kind of thing which i've had friends who've been fitness instructors and it's like i'm just exhausted i feel like i'm on drag race every mm-hmm. day and he's like i just have to keep saying yes queen to everything I feel like that's what cody on a peloton. peloton yeah like you have to like lean into that kind of aspect of it which just feels like very performative mm-hmm. or it is and that's like a non-threatening male right. presence especially because so many of these fitness instructors are very huge and jacked uh-huh. or it's like I'm really sexy and I'm really hot and I'm a gentle giant. And you're going to fantasize about like me coming into like the steam room at the same time and like just fucking boning each other. But then the women instructors are all like, those are the classes. Like if I wanted to get my ass whooped in a workout class, I'm going to go Yeah, They're going to hurt me more than any other man. And I love seeing the straight mm-hmm. guys who go to women's workout classes because I'm like, you like to get yelled at in bed. Right. You without, you love to be bossed around. Like this is hot. We had one workout instructor at my old gym and she was just like if you were even five seconds late she would pause and she was like am i not important to you uh what's your name let us know your name and these guys would just be like blushing so excited and she's like Fuck. and they, she would like walk by and about like fucking perfs and i was like i 
love you. <laughs> like, I just want to be them. Like, you're so iconic and your biceps are huge. Right. Ugh. Okay. Let's get on to the next. Hi. So I'm 21 years old. Pronouns she, her. I'm originally from Virginia, but I now live in LA working full time. The gist of this call is that my older brother, 23, he, him, is dating my best friend, 21, she, her. We have been best friends since freshman year of high school while my brother was one grade above us. They knew of each other and were in some clubs together, but they only started dating a year ago during quarantine. For context, my brother and I are pretty close and our family is even closer. My best friend and I were close in high school, but we got even closer in college when I moved to LA and she really put in an effort to stay in touch with me and I did the same with her. When she started dating my brother while we were all home during quarantine, I was told nothing except for what my mom told me. All my best friend told me was, I don't know what we're doing, and even that I had to pull out of her. Things got even worse when I went back to LA. I was left completely out of the loop and kept having to learn things from my parents, like the fact that he gave her a promise ring after only a few months together. This continued until I came home for this past summer with my best friends from college. They were all super excited to meet my best friend my brother and the rest of my family, but the entire time they were here, my brother and my best friend were in their own world, and it felt like I didn't even exist, and that my friendship with my best friend took a backseat to everything. And when it was just my brother hanging out with me and my family, she was constantly calling him and asking him to come over, even though I expressed how important it was to me for us to spend some time together. My friends from college noticed this and were also upset with how I was just being brushed to the side, even though I expressed so many times how important this time was to me, as I'm not able to come home as often as I would like because of financial reasons. When I sat my brother down to explain that I was hurt and confused, I was met with defensiveness and guilt tripping. Because this reaction was so unexpected, I broke down and became really upset. He still responded to this with seemingly no empathy and could not seem to understand how I could feel pushed out and like an outsider, especially because I don't live at home anymore while they both still live super close to home in my family. When this info got back to my best friend, I was told by my brother that she was having an anxiety attack because of it and was throwing up. He basically blamed this on me and told me to stop causing an issue and like just to go back to normal because this is too much. Uh, I went back to LA feeling completely unresolved while they get to continue on as if nothing ever happened. We've never talked about it again to this day. But because of this situation and like my unresolved feelings, I'm no longer really prioritizing my friendship with my best friend. And because it's long distance, we don't really talk much. Um, I'm home again in Virginia and she's made no effort to see me. My brother now acts as if she's solely his girlfriend and has no connection to me. It's completely ridiculous. And I just don't know if I should say something to her. Please help. Wow. I would be so mad. Yeah. Like, I would be, I would be hurt. Like, I would be really, really, really fucking hurt. I know that you said you and your brother are close, but like, I think that that, conver that initial conversation, I think you probably should have had a conversation and talked to like to her first, because even though like it can feel like family kind of owes you more, his relationship with his relationship with his siblings, like is more passive, like a friendship you have to put more effort into. And like, you're just not going to show up at Christmas and all of that kind of stuff. So like, I think that like the fact that you had to pull so much of this information out of your friend at the time, and then you were getting nothing. Like to me, if I was in the situation, I'd be like, okay, this is a clear indicator that like, we're not friends anymore. And like, that's okay. But like, I'm just going to stop putting an effort and like being disappointed in you and like being disappointed with like where things are going. And I'm just going to be done. But that's also hard if you don't have that conversation. So like, if it was me, I would have that conversation with her where it's like, 
I've been like felt disappointed for a really long time about this. Like this whole thing has kind of sucked. Like I have no issue with you dating my brother, but like the way that you guys have gone about all of this stuff just feels really sucky. And I don't have you as like a friend anymore. And I just like want to let you know that I'm like not going to put forth that effort anymore. And like, I hope you guys are happy, but like, I really wish we could have been able to maintain a friendship. Yeah. I think that with you moving away, even if she didn't date your brother, I don't think that you guys would have remained friends. Really? Even she said they they got closer when she went to college though. But did they? Oh, do you think that might've been some guilt? Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. Like I would understand if like they've been dating, but they didn't want to involve you because they didn't know where things are going and didn't want to make things weird between you and like the friendship and then the sibling relationship. But like, it seems like your parents know everything that's yeah. going on. So that's the weird part of it to me. It's like your parents know everything that's going on. Your parents are telling you things, but they're not telling you everything. Why is everyone leaving you out of this? It sounds like to me that your friend feels really guilty and is like, but if they felt guilty, why is it when the caller went home? Why didn't the friend allow the caller to be with her brother maybe she's pretending that she feels guilty yeah, and that's why that's, she's not telling her i think she stopped being your friend a minute ago yeah i fully agree it sucks but i think that like you said that your brother treats it as if like this is his girlfriend like not your friend mm-hmm. and i think that like as cunty as it sounds like you need to treat that this is your brother's girlfriend this right. is not your friend because she stopped being your friend yeah And like, that sucks. And like, you just don't really like your brother's girlfriend right now. (laughs) And like, whatever. But okay, can we loop back? You know, this is like a very unrelated, not important part. Got our promise ring? Yeah. Educate me. I thought promise rings were when you're like Christian and like 15, 16, before like you're too young to get engaged. And so you get a promise ring because you're not going to have sex with anybody else. And you guys are like your one true soulmate. And then that's like, a that's temporary until an engagement ring. That's what it is. Yes. For them to be adults with promise rings <laughs> is odd to me, but I don't know. That's what a promise ring has meant to me as a child or high school age. Uh, but you might live in a different area and it means a different thing. I looked into it when I was obsessed with the Jonas Brothers because they had purity they rings. Had purity rings. That's different. Though. No, but then it was like, oh, is he going to is Kevin going to propose to Danielle or is he going to give her a promise ring? And that's what I learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, that's like one of my questions because I'm just like, what? Yeah. It's like that either the promise ring thing or like if your partner was like, I don't even feel right calling someone a partner when they're like 15. No. But like if they were like lettered in something and had like a class ring, then you'd give it to them. But like when you wear someone's hat or like their letterman jacket. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's just like fucking weird. Yeah, I haven't ever heard of adults with promise rings, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I think you just tell her like, hey, we're not friends anymore. Just letting you know, because I'm not putting the effort in, in, or you just stop being friends there. But I think this whole like guilt tripping thing and like the communicating through other people and that stuff, I think it's best to just like tell her straight up. And then here's the other thing. She has anxiety, hurt, she's guilt, like feels like horrible, all this stuff. This is all preventable. Even if she was like, I'm really anxious to have this conversation with you that I really like your brother and like, like blah, blah, blah. But I do think it's an act. Not the anxiety. I don't think anxiety is an act. Right, I right. think the I'm so guilt ridden is an act. It's an excuse. Also, like, I feel like the brother should be explaining things too. 
I don't. I I mean, I do. I just. I don't think it's all on her. No, 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 no. I don't think so. But I think that like for him, he doesn't seem concerned about your relationship with her, which makes me feel like she doesn't seem concerned about your relationship yeah, with I'm her either. I'm not talking about the relationship. I'm talking about just sharing that they were dating and things. And then on top of that, while the caller was visiting. Yeah the girlfriend kept calling and pulling him away from the family. Like he's, he could have said no, like I'm here with my sister. Like that responsibility is on him. A hundred percent. I just think that like he knows, and it's not like the correct way to go about this, but like you're his sister, you're always going to be around. Mm -hmm. And like, he's just, he knows that. So like he's being lax about the whole thing, which sucks, especially because like there are two parties that you have pre-existing relationships with in this relationship. So like, when he's doing that, it's not just, oh, my brother has a new girlfriend and like he's not around so much anymore and this sucks, we're really close. It's not only that, but you are with my best friend who's like not hanging out with me. Like, do have you either of you talked about how this is clearly affecting me and like all of that stuff? So it just seems like neither of them are concerned about how you feel. And the only time that they are saying that they're concerned with how you feel is when it's a form of manipulating you to not be upset. Mm-hmm. Because again, like, I think like if it was like, a oh, I feel really guilty. And like, I don't feel comfortable talking to you about all of this. Like, then when you were in town, it would have been like, okay, I'm just gonna hang out with you this whole time and like, make up for it. But it's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm just gonna hang out with him and like, call him all the time and like, pretend like we're not even friends. But I'm like, oh, so you don't, (laughs) you don't feel super guilty. You just like want to move past this. I'd be pissed. This is fucked. It's fucked. Oh, and then tell your parents to stop telling you. But I think she's asking. If you have this conversation with her and you're like, I'm done. Like, you're my brother's girlfriend. Like, you live your best life with your relationship. But, like, I need to take a backseat. Like, I'm done with our friendship. But I need to take a backseat from, like, being around because it's, like, has sucked. And then tell your parents, like, hey, I don't want to hear about their shit anymore. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. This is, like, the beginning of, like, every teen movie. And they always make it be, like, but then they lived happily ever after. Maybe you just need, like, a rainy day so you can, like, have a fight outside where it's raining. It's like, you don't call. I don't... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very... dramatic shit. It's like every teen movie. It's like, she's dating my brother. Yeah. And I'm like, this is... not, like, horrible. When Chandler and Monica got together and Ross was, like, everybody was keeping it from Ross. Mm -hmm. My best friend and and my my sister. sister. (laughs) Then he got happy about it. My best friend and my my sister. sister. (laughs) Okay, we're gonna take a break. And, um... We'll be back. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. 
and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work. Which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. So we are back from our break and we are actually going to get into the update because it is a long one and it is multiple calls. It's updates on multiple calls. Yeah, you think like five. I truly think five. And I don't know if any of you will at this point be able to recognize voice. We can't. Like mm -hmm. we knew. We knew. We knew who this was for like all of this. I don't think we discussed it in this, but if anyone discussing about this, uh, this caller, their pronouns are they, them, if you're discussing on the group, Facebook group or anything. And yeah, should we get into that? Let's do it. So one was Captain Hook 
the advice that you gave me about switching up positions kind of helps, but it still hurt a lot. Oof. But no worries, we broke up. <laughs> Sometimes the dick doesn't fit. Yeah, but mostly because they abandoned me in the downtown area of my state that I will not say because anonymous. Right. Ugh. And just because some guy like was harassing me and they're like, give me your pepper spray. And I'm like, I don't have it. Like I legit didn't have it this time, which is weird. And then a huge fight came out and then they blamed me for it. And while I was having a panic attack. Oh my God. Oh wow. Yeah. The dick is the least of the problems. Yeah. And then literally last week they got mad at me for again, having a three hour long panic attack. And they told me, Either calm down, which do not ever tell me to calm down, especially when I'm having a panic attack, or get the fuck out. And then I went manic. Like, I don't know what happened. I went blank. And I will say trigger warning, I ended up relapsing from self-harm. And I haven't done that in two years. Sorry. I hate crying. That's okay. You can cry. That's okay. So, I don't know. We tried being friends, but after that, I just felt like, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's hard. Like those are the moments that like we need people to show up for us, but especially when you're Mm -hmm. in like really vulnerable mental health moments and to not only have people not show up how we need them to, but to make things worse and then be the voice of that, like anxiety voice of like, this is all of your fault. It's just horrible. And I'm so sorry. And recovery isn't linear. I, I know that like the, the term relapse is like very like clinical and like that kind of stuff, but also like it shouldn't ever feel like a personal failure, but like you don't have to identify with that term of like relapse specifically of just like, I had like a, a misstep in like my recovery, but things are still like on the up and up. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. It's all good. I have a Zoom meeting with my therapist in like two hours. So okay. hopefully that'll help. Yeah. Yeah. Sending you a virtual hug. Thank you. <laughs> so, and then another one was lighter topic um the drag (laughs) stage fright so i like have friends who are drag queens and i've seen them perform and i've seen what i love and what i don't love like i've also seen miss banji perform (gasps) once recently i still have chills but i met kylie sonic love and i like cried and like kylie gave me like really good advice saying just like Kind of like what you guys said, like it's like when you're on stage and like what everyone else tells me, like you're like this whole different person. Like Mm -hmm. you can be a superhero if you want to. And um, you told me it was like my go to hold my drink song. And I grew up listening to metal music, so I (laughs) I didn't really have one. Yeah, my parents are kind of emos and I grew up as a gay emo. That's so funny. I could see that, though, as like some persona. Yeah, like, like are you, there metal yeah. drag queens? I know drag queen whose name I will not say because they are problematic is a metal drag queen. I feel like there like could be a niche for like an emo like metal <laughs> drag queen, especially in the era of like everyone's loving those throwback emo songs, mm-hmm. but also that like all these new artists are making songs mm-hmm. like that. And we've seen you do your makeup before, yeah. so we know yeah. that you would. You have so much of this on lock already. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I only did kind of one show, but I had my, I guess now drag mother help me. (laughs) They're like, and coming into the stage, my drag name. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I need help. And they're like, well, if I only know this one metal song and it was from Bring Me the Horizon. (laughs) And I felt great. I was like whipping my hair. I'm surprised my wig kept (laughs) 
because I know for a fact, like, I didn't want to be like, no shade to this drag queen, but Heidi in closet when her wig fell off. It's the greatest meme, the greatest gif of all time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I felt great. That was my only one and only show. And I was like scared to like grab the tip money because I didn't want to be like money, money. I didn't want to be like that or anything like that. Did you take the money though? Yeah, they were offering it. I know, but I felt shy. <laughs> like I grew up like my parents telling me, don't take anyone's money. And I'm like, okay. So we're in the age of take the money, <clears throat> mm -hmm. take the money. And also like the amount of like work and like sheer talent and like, yeah, just the work you put into like a drag performance. I'm like, you deserve all of those yeah. tips and all of that. Do you have anything else you're going to, any other shows like coming up or anything that like you want to do again? Hopefully I just need to be like 100% ready at that time. I think I was like 60%. Okay. Yeah. You'll get there. Yeah. Hopefully. Cause I still don't know how to walk in heels. I mean, I can't help. I, I, <laughs> but, but, but what if, it, if it's metal, can you wear, like, if you're, like embrace like the metal persona can you yeah. wear like big platforms or like yeah. doc martin type things yeah i had yeah. my doc martins on and they were like the ones that has like an extra inch yeah. on it mm -hmm. yeah i say in general opt for platforms with thicker heels <laughs> and any as someone with bad ankles usually people who like don't have experience walking in heels it's because like you haven't used those like ankle muscles so anything that mm -hmm. laces up on the ankle or anything that's a little like tighter around the ankle but once you like have a platform on like it doesn't even really have to be any sort of like difference between the heel like a platform like it gives you that like nice look too have you thought of doing any sort of like drag content stuff on tiktok so i already have a tiktok where switching to this topic now about how I make true crime content. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that I do not glamorize true crime. I do not like glorify it like most people do when they say like, oh, this person's really hot. Like I find it actually extremely disgusting and very disrespectful to the families who's lost their lost ones. And I always, always sympathize to the victims as well as their families because I've actually lost family members from gang violence. and. Um, my home country, which I will not say because, again, privacy reasons, mm -hmm. to the point where, sadly enough, there's like only 40% of my family left. Mm -hmm. So like in my home country, the police there, some don't care and some are actually scared of this certain gang members. Yeah. So, and like I said, like I, and on most of my TikToks, I always make sure the sources are like legit, make sure that they're from like the local town newspapers and all that stuff and i always avoid stuff from daily mail fox news and the sun because i've heard that they're very problematic um news outlets mm -hmm. out there and i have taken a break from that because again like every time i do my research i don't know what goes in my mind i sometimes see myself in those stories and it's actually kind of scary yeah especially coming from someone with sleep paralysis right Ooh. And then knowing that your fa your family has lived through that too, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, again, like I do not glorify any of that. I just want to let you guys know that. Yeah, yeah it was more we, blanket statement. No, no. And I, I no, don't think that you glamorize it at all. The issue is that the content is glamorized and we can't control how other people consume yeah. it. And like the sensationalism of it that like, I think a lot of the people who make true crime content, like have great and like very good intentions and i think people always start off with like very very good intentions just it's just the in the issue of the fact that like 
that the people who consume it, like if you look at the comment sections on some things and all of that, mm-hmm. and even people who don't comment and all of that, I think that like spreading yeah. awareness when families have asked for it, I just think that the bare minimum that like should be required when talking about true crime is that there's no shortage of families who have like uh, a family member who has gone missing or something like that. You always see those things like everywhere. And like, there's no shortage of those people who want to get those stories out there that those are the, yeah. those are the stories that should get out there versus like people who've like followed me have had like their family members or their friends or whatever, who've like been brutally murdered. And then they go onto the podcast app and see that like one of the top podcasts is like their best friend's name. And they're like, yeah. what? Like got no warning none of that kind of stuff. And so, and I think also with like your career and like what you want to do, like what you're going to study for Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff, like that, it all completely makes sense. And I think that like with the popularization of true crime, I think that it inherently in the way that we consume it is problematic. And Mm -hmm. it's really hard to recognize that because if it was so problematic, why is it so popular and why are, why is it so validated by so many people? And like that, I think is like a hard thing for everyone to kind of swallow and like realizing that like there are ethical ways to kind of do it, but most people aren't doing it that way. And so it's more hoops to jump through. It's more work and it's like more effort and all of that stuff. And it is typically less entertaining. Like the podcasts that are done by like former detectives and that stuff, like they're not as, they're more news like yeah they're not trying to be kind of entertaining in yeah. that sense and i those don't yeah. naturally perform as well and all of that stuff but and we had so many people defending the true crime like po- podcast and like but my the ones that were defending they I, don't, I think they heard what they wanted to hear and then like they were saying the things that we were saying mm-hmm. and then i was like but we said that yeah the one that i've had to like consistently argue with people that i'm like they should ask families permission and you do that before you put all of this work into that. So it's not manipulative mm-hmm. in that sense. And even people who are like, the families don't want to be bothered. I go, well, they don't want to yeah. podcast about them. That's then, like, them. That's yeah. like the whole thing. So like, it, there's like a way to kind of do that. I think that there's a really great niche and opportunity for someone to do that in the true crime community and be able to have that be like a, Hey, we're going to have on like, this is going to podcast all about missing teens who have gone missing. And I'm having, please, if you are a family member or a parent of like, your child has gone missing, I want to get the word out, like do all this stuff. I'm going to do these episodes about that. Mm -hmm. You know, it feels like there's like a, there's a, there's a way to like Mm -hmm. kind of get on in there, but, or also just, you know, focus on the school aspect of it and the studying aspect. Have you talked to your therapist about it? She is also like maybe take a break okay because she notices as well that i kind of like somehow accidentally envision myself in those stories and she was just like saying is it something because of like past traumas or something like that so that we're actually working on okay because yeah. it does have something to do with that well that to me like obviously i'm not a therapist but that <laughs> would make sense to me that like it's easier to mm-hmm. kind of put yourself in other people's shoes and yeah make it kind of like you, you know what I mean? Like how unpacking it through the lens of somebody else when it's like, oh, this is definitely something I need to unpack that's not re-traumatizing myself in the process, you know? Yeah. And like, I do agree with you guys, like in the episode where you wish there was like more minorities being talked about, especially since I forgot, I wish I wrote this down. Um, A news anchor woman said that we have uh, white girl syndrome where we like focus mm-hmm. on like certain like, pretty white girls and like yes like 
we should look for them as well. But it's also like we have the minorities. Like I still write down, I wish I wrote down where I got it from, but like with the whole shoe exhibit where they found 215 indigenous children. Yes, I remember that. In Canada. Yeah. yeah, like that. Like I knew so much about missing indigenous people. But when I saw that, that actually broke me. And I noticed that that news went away so fast. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, why wasn't it talked about so long? Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at the major true crime podcast, like the missing white woman syndrome is so real. Like you can like break down like how many minorities are talked about, but also how many every major podcast has done every like major quote unquote true crime story, which always is a white woman. Mm-hmm. It is just a, a very wild thing. Cause it also, it's just a lot of discussion of violence against women and lots of stuff like that. Yeah. I do. in my bio, like have like the donation for cold cases. Yeah. Great. Hopefully some of my followers would see that. Yeah. I think that like being passionate about wanting to help, especially in terms of like missing indigenous women and like minorities and all of that stuff. If after you take a break and you've like discussed this with your your therapist, if this is something you still want to get into, I would like add an email to your bio of being like, Hey, if you are a family member of someone who has like gone missing or something like that, please reach out. I want to get your story out there. And like a, like an immediate family member. Yeah. Like not like a cousin or that stuff because even when you reference when you're citing news sources and like all of that kind of stuff by the time things are getting written up in the news there's so much the families have kind of been put through and there are so many more people who are trying to still trying to get the attention of local news it's still recent they still have missing like all of that kind of stuff that those going straight to those sources who haven't been able to get the attention of news outlets those are tend to be the most helpful. It's like why mm-hmm. Twitter can be really helpful finding missing people is because it's real time yeah. versus when we're waiting for journalists to write it up. Basically, it's it's really sad to say, but we're we're usually you're usually writing when something horrible has happened and like the missing person has been found and it's not a good outcome. And so like yeah. when you can kind of get to the source, it can be yeah, really helpful and I'm sure and I yeah, there's tons of families who are actively really wanting help and wanting to get attention, especially from like smaller creators because those big podcasts aren't doing that stuff. Right. Yeah. I will be more aware of that as well. Yeah. We're just right now. I'm just like kind of taking just a break because it's a lot. Your education too helps you in a different way than just some person that's like, let me start a true crime podcast. Do you consume a lot of true crime content right now? Lately, no. I've just, my therapist lately just told me to just consume more either happy stuff. Yeah. And weirdly, it's just been cartoons. Oh, valid. What cartoon are you watching? Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Okay. Hmm. I think I can picture... It's the one with the little blue man. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. That's it. The last thing I was going to say is it took me personally taking a pretty decent break from true crime to Mm -hmm. I kind of get like I was desensitized to a lot of it that by the time I recently listened to a true crime podcast that was recommended to me because people are like, oh, this person helped a lot and like worked with the family. And if I had listened to it a couple of years ago, I'd have been like, wow, this is so amazing. Everyone has to listen to this, all that. And I listened to it now. And I was like, this is ridiculously self-righteous. And like people were backed into a corner and like, sure, they helped in some way, but like, this didn't have to be a, like, it like, I had a lot of criticisms of the ethics behind it that I wouldn't have had if I didn't have that very long break from it, because the standards that we have at me as a former true crime fan, 
the standards that I had for the way that people spoke about things that I was consuming was so low that when someone did a slightly better, I was like, this is per- like amazing and so wonderful that now listening to it, I was like, this isn't good. Like it still is not like a good way to do this thing. And there is a better way. And I also feel like I am much more intentional with the stuff that I like listen to because the break has made me more self-aware of how problematic it is, but also how much it did affect me that like, I thought it didn't. And it was like, oh, I'm sleeping better. Oh, I am not like, I mean, I'm jumpy all the time, but like (laughs) there are other things that I was like, this is been like, this was staying with me in a way that naturally it should, because it's like a horribly traumatic thing that I can be more intentional with. Do I want to feel like this at this moment? You know? Yeah. I've just taken a break from true crime and I also do makeup on my TikTok. As you should, Mm because your makeup is fantastic. Thank you. I'm obsessed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like so many people were like saying how great I looked in numbers. And I've never had that many compliments. Just like, real. I love it. Last thing is sisters misgendering me, which by the way, both of them go by a she, her. Okay. They actually were embarrassed because they didn't realize that it was hurting me. And they've now gotten a little bit better. And not a little bit, they've actually gotten really good. Like my sister right away corrects herself. Like she took um, Melissa's advice saying, the more you correct yourself, the more you'll get into the habit of actually remembering the right pronouns, which my youngest sister is doing that. And the second youngest is, I would say like a 70%. Okay. Yeah. Like she like right away corrects herself. Like they all, they both do. And so does the oldest one. I totally forgot. How many sisters you have? (laughs) Three. (laughs) And she's even like teaching um, my niece on pronouns as well, which my niece was like, oh yeah, I already know about that. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And they know. Yeah. She was like, yeah, I know. Tio has a lot of eyeshadow palettes. And I'm just like, oh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. And then she was like, oh, and they have a flag. And I'm just like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kids, kids are perceptive. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I think now because like these conversations are much more uh, mainstream. Yeah. Like it's like they've always existed, but like they're just existing in more public spaces. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I also like the the gender binary is taught, like, you know, similar to like Mm -hmm. hate, racism, all of those things are taught. But like, you know, gender is also very much Mm -hmm. taught. So do you mind sharing how you went about telling them about correcting just you know, just in case that helps someone else. You don't Mm -hmm. have to if you don't want to. So I just text them the podcast on our group chat. (laughs) I live for that. I was just like, skip to this time. Uh, When we (laughs) spoke directly to them. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. They were like, well, I'm actually glad they didn't scream at us like you said that you wanted them to. (laughs) First of all, they were like, why didn't you tell us before? And I was like, I did. And they're like, oh. And then, then, they were embarrassed and then they were now more aware of it and they are still trying their best. They know that it's new, but they still right away like correct themselves. And whenever we meet someone new and they use the wrong pronoun, they're like, Ahem, it's they. And then I'm just like, okay, that's too aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, I really appreciate the sentiment, but like, let's go about this in a different way. Oh, that's mm-hmm. how are you feeling better about your relation like relationship with them? Yeah. And now it's just more I have to tell my parents. But again, since they are older and from a different country, it's 
different. Yeah. So that hopefully wish me luck soon. Oh, we will. And I think I'm yeah. glad that you are able to like when doing that, having not also having to kind of like really worry about this with your sisters and have them mm-hmm. kind of be able the way that they correct other people in conversation that they can also mm-hmm. correct your parents or kind of unload some of that re- I don't yeah. want to say responsibility because like it's not none of it's your responsibility at all. But like our responsibility is like people around to like self-police to be like, yeah. hey, no, no, no. Like, don't mm-hmm. dump that on them, you know? Yeah, I think it like they've learned how to do it better when I was like, oh, hey, by the way, Demi Lovato and Halsey go by they them, by mm-hmm. the way. And they're like, oh, cool. And then they just started calling. I think that's what made it easier for them as well. Yeah. Because um, every time, like, someone knew, like, Billy Porter mm-hmm. and Janelle Monet. I love Janelle Monet too. They're like, mm-hmm. oh. And they were like, right away, learned that. Yeah. No, I think it's helpful for people in general that, like, a lot of the times people won't respect, like, celebrities' pronouns. And I'm like, that's the best way to be aware of this before you have somebody in your life who goes by pronouns <laughs> that, you are either unfamiliar with mm-hmm. or someone that you know who has changed who has now had like is not using the pronouns that you knew them as once before like right. the best thing to do is like a celebrity that you have referred to and known as like this is wonderful practice of so and not harming mm-hmm. someone that you like are having like a personal conversation with in that so yes. i recommend that to people i've had people who have, i've corrected them on celebrity ones they're like they're not here like it's fine i'm like no 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 no, no, no. First of all, it's disrespectful. And also, like, how are you going to get into the habit? It's just wrong. Yeah. But also, like, how are you going to get into the habit when you, if someone that you know, like, Mm -hmm. this isn't a performative thing. It's not just like when people are looking like, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like that one paparazzi who kept misgendering Demi Lovato and Russell was like their team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember that. Well, I'm happy for you and your sisters and all of that stuff and wishing you the best in therapy today. And yeah, uh, this sounds so corny, but like, yeah, be gentle with yourself and like the relationship stuff and like all of that. Like that's, it's a lot and it's not, it's a lot for every, everyone to kind of handle. And I think you're, you're doing a really great job. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. We're sending you so much love in a virtual hug mm-hmm. thank you so much for giving us all of these updates and yeah, we're we're sending you love mm-hmm. yeah thank you so much of course have, have a good day. day you as well bye bye so that was the update or the updates i guess we should say updates updates well that is it for our episode mm-hmm. hope you all enjoyed if you want to call in for an upcoming episode you can leave us a message at 310-694-0976 and international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com if you would like to go leave a review on the podcast app we would greatly appreciate it should we see sure if rachel i mean i mean she has we let's not spotlight rachel okay we won't give rachel a spotlight do you want to read this one or do you want me to i can read it okay they challenged my thoughts in the friendliest way wow I absolutely adore Megan and Melissa and Moss, I guess. <laughs> I live for this. Also, all three of our names are spelled right. That is, that might be, be the first time it's ever happened. Great. Already off to a great mm-hmm. start. They have such an educational yet relatable and entertaining way of explaining things in a way that challenges my prior beliefs. I've been listening for years now, and I love that their opinions have grown and evolved with them. They're also super hilarious. No, I'm not 
in love. I just highly recommend listening to this podcast. They give me hope for the future. Oh, wow. That is so kind. So great. Thank you so much. So kind. I, I always know, like when people are saying like, oh, they challenge my thoughts. I know like what it's pertaining to, but I, sometimes I like to pretend that it's about like really stupid shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they've challenged my thoughts on ghosting. I now ghost every person I meet. <laughs> like things that like I have no significant, you know, so I think that's quite funny. Um, but thank you. So nice. If you want to leave a review, we would appreciate it. And if you also want to listen to our new podcast, episode two is coming out this week of But Am I Wrong? Where we tell you if you're wrong and you tell us if we're wrong. And then we talk about celebrities and pop culture and decide if they were yeah, wrong. But you really want to go listen to this one. Yeah. <laughs> I done goofed. I done goofed. And you're going to want to listen. It's I, really I had funny. I a realization as we were going through and I was battling myself like, do I share my side of the story? Yeah, it's funny. But it's yeah. very funny. Please go listen. Comes out on Thursday. If you want to follow us on socials, we are there uh, by Megan and Melissa on Instagram. And I'm pretty sure we're the exact same on TikTok. No, TikTok, it says don't fucking shit. You did it. And then I didn't want to say anything. No, I didn't think about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you want to follow me, my socials are all at Megan Ranks. If you head over to my Instagram, Mots and I are currently looking for a house. So there's some great house hunting vlog content where you can rub it in my face that you live in Iowa and your house was $200,000. I sent you a great house. <laughs> I can't even get it out straight. <laughs> <laughs> go on patreon so you can see my facial reaction to this the one i sent her was like people with pumpkins on their heads people with pumpkins and doing just like everyday stuff in their zillow listing it's almost as bad as the fucking house that was like 3.7 million dollars that no one cleaned up and it, they just had their squatty potty out <laughs> yes um anything else i want to promote no oh our patreon mm-hmm. please go join our patreon if you want to support the show it is incredibly helpful in us continuing to do the show. And we have a lot of fun doing it. You could watch the video versions of the episodes for only a dollar a month. It's so incredibly cheap. And then for $5 a month, or you can, you know, decide that you want to do more than that. Join us for Zooms where we hang out every other week and we have a great time and it's very, very, very fun. Yeah. Yeah. We had one a couple of weeks. So it's like three hours long. Um, if you want to follow Melissa, you can go to She Is Not Melissa. Please follow me on Instagram. I thought you were going to keep the uh, third person up. Please follow her on Instagram. (laughs) She would greatly appreciate that. She would. If you work for a company that like does podcast ads, have them shoot us an email. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we will see you all next time. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.